I'd like to welcome everyone to the Florence Weinberg Show. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, the author of 16 books, including Before the Alamo and The Choice, having nothing to do with Roe v. Wade, but The Choice was her most recent book. And uh, both of them are, are certainly worth getting. And we would hope that you'd get them in, in all of the books. But she's the subject of a documentary. She is, uh, she is so many things. And uh, more importantly, for, for our purposes, she is a commentator. And she is a, um, a, a talk show host, a radio show host, and a podcast show host. And, uh, and she has always just told it as it is. And she doesn't pull any punches. And I imagine... We're in for more of the same. Dr. Florence, by him, Weinberg, how are you? I'm doing fine. Thanks, Frank. Yes, um, I'm a commentator, all right. And <laughs> I have a lot to comment on today because of the uh, uh, fierce race for governor here in Texas. So I'll be talking about Beto O'Rourke and Greg Abbott. Yeah, it's getting... Uh, it's getting closer, is it, or is it getting more contentious, or both? I, I think it's getting much more contentious. Um, but anyway, I will lay it all out. I'm hoping it, it won't just confuse everybody because I go into detail. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, you would think details wouldn't confuse people, that details would uh, would uh, would clarify so, uh, and I, I don't think you're going to confuse anybody there. I think the people listening to us are intelligent people, and they, uh, uh, and and they get it. I don't think they'd be listening this long if uh, uh, if they didn't get it. So, laid out, and I, I assume you're going to pull no punches as always. That's right, no punches pulled. <laughs> <laughs> so, what what's the take on on it from your standpoint? Uh, what is what is the latest you can tell us? Um, that we should know about this race. Okay, well, I'll just begin um, with a general statement for for everybody in the country. Uh, Beto and Rourke and uh, Greg Abbott uh, have, have become nationally recognized names. Beto, because of his uh, brief run for uh, president in 2020, he has remained pretty much a known figure and known factor uh, ever since. And Abbott has uh, gotten his name out there for busing migrate, migrants to New York City, for instance, and Washington, D.C., and Chicago. Uh, and I won't mention DeSantis. He, uh, that's a whole different issue. Right. Uh, <laughs> and the two candidates, because both of them are running uh, uh, Abbott to be reelected and Beto to be elected, the two candidates uh, have uh, widely different areas of concentration as they run for governor. So Abbott's, I'll talk about Abbott first, his main campaign topics are immigration and the economy. Actually, the economy is uppermost. Uh, that's the, the uh, issue that most of his voters are talking about. And immigration comes a close second. And O'Rourke's are very, um, are more varied, including immigration, of course, um, the uh, economy, of course, uh, and um, a critique of Abbott for his stunts in uh, busing migrants to the East Coast. Um, but, uh, but seriously, um, abortion, gun control, health care, 
education, reducing property taxes for us all here in Texas, and Texas' uh, faulty electrical grid that the governor has done nothing about. Uh, high and of course uh, high inflation. That's that's the economy and and just lately legalizing pot, mm. uh, which I think has stirred the interest of uh, of the young people especially. Wow. Uh, so anyway, to go back to Abbott uh, and talk about his uh, approach uh, to uh, to the campaign, uh, his approach is mainly to blame everything. All immigration and economic woes on the Biden administration. Of course. Uh, uh, in Abbott's political ads, one repeated phrase or meme, I guess it would be called, is Biden's open border. And like Trump's big lie, it's repeated hundreds of times daily, probably, uh, and that kind of repetition takes its toll because people believe that our southern border is indeed open. A lot of them believe that when it is not. Uh, the glut of asylum seekers is legitimate. They are legitimate asylum seekers fleeing crime and gangs, drug cartels, and political persecution. They are legitimately processed every day, and the number the number in the thousands, and that is the problem because these legitimate asylum seekers um, are in huge numbers, which speaks of the terrible unrest in Latin America. It has nothing to do with the Biden administration, which has to cope with it. So. The Biden uh, border officials are acting lawfully, where Abbott, however, is doing all he can to convince voters that the immigrants are dangerous criminals. He's continuing the uh, the Trump uh, line in that regard. Uh, doing uh, he is um, uh, uh, he is. Uh, Maintaining that uh, the, these da dangerous criminals necessitate a show of force. And so he has posted the Texas National Guard and the Department of Public Safety officers, the DPS, on the border and calls this show of force Operation Lone Star, mm. where the drain on the uh, officers' personal and professional lives has been huge to the point that many have committed suicide. Some have just gone AWOL. And the cost of their maintenance up to now to Texas tax taxpayers is $4 billion. Mm. Now, Operation Lone Star has had very little impact in solving the situation um, because the, um, the DPS officers and the National Guard both uh, spend much of their time sitting in their patrol vehicles staring at the river. They have no actual function, no legal function. They cannot uh, arrest anybody. Uh, they can t sort of take them under their wing and escort them uh, to the officers who are actually uh, the border the border patrol officers who will process them. And that's it. Uh, so they are wasting their time and our money. Um, and they, then uh, 
it costs more than $1,000 per person to send around 15,000 of these uh, immigrants, these uh, lawful immigrants, to Chicago, New York City, and Washington. Uh, and this is not to mention the shame of the way the hordes of immigrants are treated at the border, where they're herded like sheep in a pen. And this is unavoidable because of the enormous numbers. It's hard to do otherwise. Well, to go back to Abbott, Abbott has encouraged Texas state and local law enforcement to arrest undocumented immigrants, and that means stopping anybody who looks Hispanic uh, and who maybe has more than one person in the car. Um, now people on the border, uh, mostly, uh, are being stopped by local law enforcement and arrested if uh, they are found to be without papers. Um, and um, he, in addition to that, he has uh, begun uh, continuing the construction of the border wall left unfinished by Trump, again at taxpayers' expense. So, interestingly enough, these policies of his, which are ineffective and incredibly expensive, uh, enjoy the support of uh, one-half to three-fifths of Texas voters in the general population. But among his base voters, it's 94% support. Um, and for him, uh, immigration and border security, however, is second to inflation. And 96% of his base uh, is uh, stirred up about that. So that gets a two-point a two lead uh, in in uh, concern for these uh, base voters over uh, the immigration policy. So, um, and sadly, there's something ironic here. The uh, loud and legitimate complaints of New York Mayor Eric Adams, Chicago, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot and D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser have helped Abbott's campaign by increasing media coverage of Abbott's stunts. So there's now a national audience for them. Uh, so uh, any publicity is good publicity. Uh, even if it's negative publicity, uh, if it gets your name out there and uh, in the conscience of the people, it is good for you. Okay, now as for inflation for Abbott's voters, it's all Biden's fault. Biden is responsible for Russia's war against Ukraine. I mean, this is absurd, naturally. I'm, I'm being uh, sarcastic yeah. here. Uh, which has cost us $17 billion up to now in armaments for Ukraine. And, of course, that has something to do with the economy, too. Uh, although those same voters would hate Biden if he abandoned uh, Ukraine to Putin. Can't win situation for him. That's a no-win uh, situation. Yeah, no-win situation, exactly. Uh, and our sanctions and avoidance of purchasing Russian oil and natural gas, and lately OPEC's decision to drastically cut their daily production of crude, all this contributes to the rise in prices. Uh, at, the, at this point, according to the latest news, all that is being blamed on Biden. He's done it, all of it. 
And we mustn't we mustn't forget the supply chain problems, the chips from China, for example, that have become scarce uh, and have impeded the production of uh, new new automobiles, uh, and worldwide climate problems such as hurricanes, tornadoes, wildfires, and the extreme drought, uh, especially here in Texas, uh, that have cut our ability to produce food for the world, and we mustn't forget the war uh, in the breadbasket of Europe, in, uh, in both in Russia and in Ukraine. And all of it, is, we can blame on Biden. When in doubt, <laughs> blame Biden. That's right. Uh, if anything goes wrong, it's Biden's fault. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure this is true in every um, uh, in every election that uh, uh, the opposing uh, president or governor is blamed for everything. It doesn't matter whether it's logical or not. Okay, so now shifting our focus to to Beto. Beto O'Rourke must confront the fact that Biden's border policy is highly unpopular among most Texas voters. About 66% disapprove, and the complication is that both uh, Democratic and independent voters dislike Biden's policies for opposing reasons, two opposing reasons. Either the Biden administration has not done enough to stem the tide of illegal immigration and to enforce existing laws. Or, on the other hand, another segment holds uh, holds uh, uh, that the Biden administration has not moved quickly enough to end the uh, inhuman Trump-era policies, such as remain in Mexico and Title 42, or to push for a pathway to citizenship for the millions of undocumented Im- undocumented immigrants given his shadow. Uh, Okay, so on the one hand, he hasn't been severe enough, and on the other hand, he's too severe uh, by enforcing the uh, Trump-era laws, which uh, are still in effect because the courts have so decreed. Uh, Biden moved to uh, do away with Remain in Mexico and Title 42, but he was blocked by the courts. Uh, So anyway, um, O'Rourke has to face these these facts, uh, and it's a very difficult thing to do. Uh, Okay, while Abbott's voters are ranking inflation as number one issue and immigrants number two, uh, Beto's voters are ranking immigration dead last. The other issues, and I'm going to enumerate them, Mm -hmm. voting rights gun control, health care costs, abortion, and racial equity rate higher than the immigration problem. Wow. High among voters, this is when, when they fill out forms, this is their, the order of uh, importance that uh, they return. Uh, they check off number one as, uh, as voting rights, and I think they're correct there. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, in recent months, recent months have uh, have seen the greatest. Of course, we all know this: the greatest uh, increase in inflation, increase in prices uh, since the 1970s for everyday goods, and that is terrible because that is so obvious to everyone. Annual inflation is still above eight percent, as I think I said that uh, already, and that bodes ill 
even indirectly linked to rising prices. And of course, that's the Biden administration, unfortunately. And uh, Beto is is linked to the Biden administration. After all, he's a Democrat, isn't he? Um, so his border strategy, that is uh, Beto's, is his support for a safe, legal, and orderly immigration policy and a bipartisan consensus at the national level on comprehension, uh, comprehensive uh, immigration reform, which would provide for a coherent guest worker program and a family reunification process so that families could be united in months rather than years, as is presently the case. O'Rourke uh, critiques Abbott for the stunt, of course, of busing, which caused, caused Texas taxpayers millions uh, that are badly needed, the millions, uh, in education and health care. Busing uh, does absolutely nothing to ameliorate the, the border situation, though Abbott will no doubt continue the practice to spite Democrats rather than seek an honest solution. So I, I believe this is... This is uh, a case of yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, everybody, what the, what the Democrats are doing on the border. I mean, that's that's why uh, this is being done, and it's costing us here in Texas millions of dollars to send all those people. Not to mention the fact that uh, they are unannounced. They arrive unannounced. They arrive uh, without any previous preparation. Uh, and so on. The whole thing is totally unfair, and I think surely it is uh, illegal uh, and perhaps unconstitutional as well. I just wish the courts would get into this. Uh, anyhow, Texas, uh, in education, I'm going sort of going through all the concerns of, uh, of Beto at the moment. Texas lags behind the national average in educational achievement. Beto favors investing more money in solving that problem. Abbott, however, is in favor of charter schools, and charter schools drain money away from public education, making the situation that much worse. But charter schools bolster the private sector, and so he's in favor of that. Abbott, ben, uh, Abbott benefits from the t uh, state's economic performance, uh, which has been very, very uh, high. Uh, lately. Um, unemployment, for instance, is at a historic low in Texas, as it is in the nation, really. Uh, and Texas attracts companies to the state uh, with a solid reputation as a business-friendly environment. Uh, and uh, you can see this, uh, I can see this here in San Antonio. Businesses are coming here. The population of San Antonio is increasing. Uh, the uh, uh, development of, uh, of the natural areas around San Antonio is, uh, is going uh, rapidly without cons uh, concern for the Edwards Aquifer, which uh, is being built over. Uh, and so on. So it, the state is booming. There's no question about it. And so leaving that aside, that that goes to Abbott. Uh, that's a credit for Abbott. He is considered, since he's the governor, uh, to have engineered the whole thing. 
which he hasn't. It's just uh, the way the ball bounces at the moment. <clears throat> Both candidates do agree about one thing, and that is the need to reduce property taxes. But the state budget doesn't depend on property tax revenues. They go to provide funding for the cities, the counties, and the schools. Uh, but they do need to be lowered, um, and perhaps some new uh, revenue source for the cities, counties, and schools should be sought as well. They, however, the two candidates disagree on the approach to health care. Abbott has not said a word about it. He remains silent on the issue, which is an endorsement, really a, a silent endorsement of the current uh, the status quo, the current system, which is no Medicaid for Texans. Mm. And there's no reason for that. O'Rourke would expand the access to Medicaid to cover the 20% of Texans without health insurance. And we are the last state in the union in, the, in our uh, uh, number of Texans uninsured. And if we did um, increase, if, if uh, Beto is elected, he will, in, uh, will uh, adopt Medicaid immediately, and that will enable Texans to receive $100 billion in federal tax dollars. And it would further save money by reducing emergency room visits from the uninsured. And I have witnessed this myself uh, here in Texas, how the poor, especially the poor, come to the emergency rooms in hordes. Uh, and those the prices in the emergency room were sky high, uh, which those people cannot pay. Uh, but that's their only uh, only source of medical care, thanks to the governor's policy of uh, rejecting Medicaid, because it's a it's a public health uh, for the Lone Star State, and we just can't do that. There's no real reason for it, however, that has made any sense to me. Mm. And and then going on to gun control. Abbott uh, prefers unregulated use of firearms, encourages it by the open carry policy, which is uh, in effect in Texas. Any Tom, Dick, and Harry can carry a weapon openly on the streets of the city of San Antonio and all the other cities in Texas and, of course, in the country as well. Um, because uh, everybody is entitled to bear arms according to the Second Amendment. Um, O'Rourke, of course, has proposed he does not intend to take away your guns, um, as uh, the, the Abbott uh, campaign uh, ads say, um, but he does propose limits with regard to military-style weapons like the AR-15s and the AK-47s. And by the way, Texas uh, leads the nation in the number of gun manufacturers in this state. And, of course, uh, Beto also uh, would uh, institute an increase in the legal age to purchase uh, such weapons, the weapons of war, uh, to 21 from 18, 
uh, and he favors red flag laws and so on uh, in order to curtail the, uh, uh, the mass murders that are going on in Texas as in Uvalde, which of course is before the eyes of the nation uh, practically every every day. Um, and Beto is correct in criticizing how uh, the Texas electrical grid has been managed, namely not. Um, the uh, Texas legislature during uh, this past year concentrated on abortion and uh, on the uh, on transgender children um, and making making uh, it impossible for a transgender child to go to the bathroom of their choice, for instance, and this uh, was more important than taking care of the electrical grid, which badly needs to be strengthened and weatherized and has had very little attention paid to it, certainly not by the state legislature or by the governor. Uh, and even after the winter storm in 2021 that uh, froze uh, some 700 to 800 people to death, uh, the electrical reliability of our grid here in Texas, which is totally separate from the rest of the nation because of our pride in being the Lone Star State and having once been an independent republic, we can't hook ourselves up to the grid that serves the rest of the nation. Oh, no. Uh, and so we have this faulty and uh, out-of-date and uh, 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 incompetent uh, electrical system. Um, so this summer, the temperatures were above normal, so uh, it was 103 and above. Uh, for weeks at a time, and uh, we were told uh, that we might have a black have uh, statewide blackouts. It never happened. It just so happened that the grid was able to limp its way through, uh, and people were asked to turn off uh, lights when they weren't in the room, and so on and so forth. And so we we apparently did it. Uh, we cut our use of nighttime. Uh, and daytime uh, electricity uh, markedly enough so that the grid could limp through. So this is one of uh, uh, Beto's uh, very important for Texas, of course, um, campaign issues. And then there is the issue that is most likely to uh, polarize voters here in Texas, and that is the draconian law unique to our state um, that absolutely outlaws all abortions after six weeks and posts a bounty on uh, anybody who uh, performs one or who aids and abets the performance of one. And O'Rourke is firmly in opposition to this law, and Abbott signed it. So uh, this is a stark, stark difference between the two of them. And at the moment, there is overwhelming statewide support for a woman's right to choose. Wow. So here... That's interesting. Uh, yeah. So here, uh, O'Rourke definitely has the upper hand. And then there is one bright light that I would like to end talking about, uh, and that is uh, very hopeful for Beto's campaign, 
and that is that he concentrates on Gen X generation, uh, not X, Gen Z. And at a recent rally where the students were chanting, Beto, 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 he said, and I'm quoting him, we care about this state, don't we? We want to uh, each, we want each and every one uh, of you to take this energy to the ballot box. And one of the students said in reply to uh, also among wild applause, he yelled out, vote like hell, y'all. <laughs> and, and Beto was barnstorming the colleges in Texas as well as the little towns. Uh, at each stop, he speaks of, uh, first of all, prioritizing the lives of children ahead of the interests of the National Rifle Association. And secondly, assuring women's rights to health care and abortion access. Thirdly, supporting public school teachers who are underpaid and uh, and not respected here. And also supporting our veterans. And fourthly, legalizing marijuana, which has become very, or was immediately very popular, uh, among the, especially among the young. Um, and um, there's about let's see um, there's there was about eleven eleven percent increase in the voting uh, voting among the young in this last election, uh, and that is the young people eighteen to twenty one nine who voted in twenty twenty. Uh, young people, however, uh, typically don't cast ballots, and they're oblivious of the politics of the nation. They're too busy uh, thinking of sex, I think, yeah. uh, and fun. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> excuse me. <coughs> Mark Jones, who is a political science professor at Rice University, said, and I'm quoting him, I don't think any candidate out there on on uh, on the Democratic or Republican side is making anywhere close to the effort that Beto is <laughs> in terms of retail campaigning. Essentially, barnstorming the state, meeting with anyone and everyone he can. No one is engaged in that kind of activity. Unquote. And I think that's true. Uh, I think the nearest that uh, candidates have come is to go through a state or the nation uh, in the caboose of, of a train. I remember Truman doing that. <laughs> I literally remember Whistle stop. that. Whistle stop. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, but, uh, and occasionally getting out and shaking people's hands, of course, uh, at conference, conferences and meetings and so forth. But Beto is is literally going, driving himself in a pickup all over the <laughs> all over the state, and uh, uh, his appearance and his behavior really should appeal to uh, to native Texans who are very much pickup drivers and uh, and dressed in jeans and a shirt with the sleeves rolled up. Uh, and uh, not caring whether he's uh, sweaty and uh, um, and so forth, and maybe smelly as well, because he is one of the people, and he's certainly demonstrating that every day. 
So Beto noted that 7 million of our fellow Texans did not vote in the 2020 election. He hopes to reach those millions and motivate them. And polls show that he holds a two-to-one advantage over Governor Abbott's 56 to 28 percent among young Hispanics who belong to Gen X and uh, as well as the millennial generation. So uh, together, uh, combined, they are expected to account for at least two-fifths of Texas Hispanic voters this fall. So Gen X could be the key to winning the governorship for a Democrat for the first time in 30 years. So uh, we will see. (laughs) We still have 20-some days to uh, to wait before the election, and Lord help us. (laughs) And I have had my say. Wow. Well, there's a a lot to chew on in there. I mean, the first... uh, the first thing, you know, from from the negative standpoint, from um, uh, for for Beto O'Rourke is that uh, you know I've never once seen a, a Republican poll that the top issue wasn't the economy and taxes, yeah. you know, and so if if taxes are low and the economy is is uh, robust and and uh, and unemployment is low, then uh, advantage uh, Abbott at least on that. Uh, on that front, and that means that yes. the base should be coming out. The the uh, the blaring uh, differential in the, uh, in what you just said here is, and it's shocking to me, but that the majority of of Texans believe in the woman's right to choose. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that shows a split, a social split in the in the republican conservative voters and uh what what that could be saying is well and and almost most likely say that the um that we are conservatives but we are not religious quote-unquote conservatives we are not um we are not the christian right but we are conservatives. We don't take our guns away. Don't take our guns away. And uh, and it sounds like Beto is is working hard to let them know we're not taking your guns away. We're not going to do that. Don't listen to that. Uh, but it right. is a it, it is a fine and messy line that one has to uh, has to tightrope uh, across uh, to to get to those voters that uh, that may be pro-choice. And also pro-gun, which is an right. unusual combination. We never usually yes. think of those two together. But, you know, it, it will be interesting to see if if uh, what's the dominant in, in, that, um, in, in that combination and that duality is, uh, uh, you know, is, is the dominant factor uh, the woman's right to choose? And I'm going to believe. I've got to believe that that uh, that females, that women, are going to be the ones that are skewing those uh, those votes. But then there are probably a lot of a lot of people that are um, are are saying, "Why would I? Why would I have any say over telling a woman what uh, what she can do with her body?" It's if you think about it, it's a very harsh it's a very harsh reality 
when you start saying, under no circumstances can a man, I, I'm sorry, can a person take the life of an unborn child? When you say those words, when you utter those words, um, you are uh, you you are saying basically, I I am going to decide, or God is going to decide, or the Bible somehow mixed into it is going to decide, or the the religious right, these Christian leaders are going to decide um, what a woman is going to do with her pre uh, reproduction uh, re reproductive uh, future, and uh, and boy, it would be very it, it would be very uh, eye opening. If uh, if it turns out, uh, and and these elections, especially this one in Texas, turns out in a way where pro-choice uh, outdueled uh, pro-gun, that would be a, an unbelievable dynamic. That I don't know that we've seen it anywhere. You know, and if we have seen it, it hasn't been noted. Well, I think it has been here in Texas. Um, nobody sees a contradiction. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because, of, of course, uh, if you have a gun, you can go hunting, you can feed the family, and in case uh, of uh, an invasion of Martians, you can <laughs> you can defend your uh, your home and your family, et cetera, et cetera. So they don't even connect the two. Um, they, uh, not even after a massacre like, uh, like Uvalde, and of course there have been many, many, many of them, so, so horribly many, we should be terribly ashamed as a nation that, that we allowed this to go on. Shameful. Shameful is right. Abby. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and usually, uh, it's, it's little children or bystanders, uh, who are being massacred? So, uh, in a way, it's an intimate connection with uh, uh, with what's happening with the unborn. Those are little children too, but they are not born yet. <laughs> so, uh, so until they become fully human, that is probably in the last few weeks. Uh, uh, somebody like Saint Thomas Aquinas was perfectly okay with uh, with abortion. Until viability, he said, abortion would be fine. Uh, but wow. we know better than St. Thomas nowadays. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, uh, the religious right says, well, you know, I mean, he was he was a saint back in the 13th century. He didn't know any better. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but viability... Uh, up until uh, uh, the 20th century, anyway, uh, uh, was the touchstone. Until the child could exist outside the womb, if a cesarean, an emergency cesarean, had to be performed, um, then uh, up until that time, abortion was legal and and uncontroversial. So... Although it was not, I shouldn't say legal, it was uncontroversial, although le un, uh, un illegal in the country. Uh, because of course, I have experienced that whole situation sure. uh, personally. Very young, much. young Florence would be uh, uh, prosecuted in, in Texas nowadays uh, for helping out uh, Millie. 
and uh, you know the the hunchback woman. Just think about that. You would have been prosecuted. Well, you, maybe you'd be prosecuted back then, but you certainly would be, according to Texas law, you would be uh, you would be prosecuted now as as what accessory to murder. I mean, what what would be what's the crime uh, for helping someone uh, obtain a, 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 a or obtain a uh, an abortion? Is uh, what would the uh, what what is the charge? Do we know well, yet? It would be life in prison for the mother, right? Uh, and uh, it would be um, it would be uh, possibly for the doctor who who uh, performed the abortion. It might also because he he would be party to murder, um, and of course murder uh, uh, entails a life sentence. Um, and so there you are in Texas anyway. And uh, anybody who uh, even, um, let's say, lends a car or lends money uh, so that uh, a, a young woman, let's say a, a teenager in high school, um, gets pregnant and, uh, and cannot, cannot get an abortion in Texas, uh, uh, if anyone lends money so that teenager can buy a bus ticket out of uh, Texas and go to uh, New Mexico, for instance, um, then that person is fined $10,000 and possibly go to jail also. Oh, my God. Uh, and the person uh, the person who, uh, who denounces them, of course, this is the horrible thing, that uh, uh, a neighbor or a... a teacher or somebody knowing the situation could denounce uh, the uh, person who lent money uh, and thereby gain a bounty. There would be a bounty on the, the head of the person who lent the money and uh, and the person denouncing would, would – I think that's where the 10000 comes in. That's the amount of money you gain uh, if you uh, uh, sneakily go behind somebody's back and tell – the authorities. So and so is helping with an abortion. Yeah. Wow. And I find that dirty. It's dirty, filthy. Oh my god. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is uh, this is a time. Do you know what? What's the percentage? You said that uh, that uh, statewide, it's overwhelming in favor of pro-choice in Texas. What? Mm-hmm. What's the percentage? Is it sixty? I don't have a number. Uh, all I, uh, the statement that that I derived this from says uh, that there is overwhelming statewide support for a woman's right to choose. Wow, overwhelming! And so that would certainly mean above fifty-five or fifty percent. Oh yeah, well, I would I would assume over sixty percent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Overwhelming. I think it's, overwhelming to me sounds sixty-five. Uh, percent 60 but you know again i won't speculate on what they they think overwhelming is amazing doc just uh, amazing we need a lot more yeah well of course as catholics you and i uh are both confronted with people who say um that this is murder that uh yeah uh, yeah, killing a fetus is murder um and and that um the fetus is a uh, is a child from the from the moment of conception. Some believe, uh, others are not quite so stringent and believe that uh, once 
once the little baby is uh, is in human form, right? Uh, then from then on, it would be murder. Right. So it's. Uh, do Do we have any uh, idea what the percentage of Catholics that believe in choice are? Um, is it Is it over fifty percent of Catholics? Of what? I am not hearing. Do Do you think fifty percent of Catholics believe in a woman's right to choose? Oh yeah! Oh yes! It's uh, it's way up there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm I'm judging from my own experience yeah. here. Of course, I I belong to a Hispanic church. Yeah, by and you're in, you're also in Texas, you know, which is the belly of the beast. You know, that's the right. And you, know, you can't get any and, more conservative uh, than that. Our uh, our priests have been very circumspect in not recommending how they should vote. Although uh, they have said um, uh, no, no candidate is absolutely perfect in all of the issues he espouses, he, she espouses. Um, uh, but if the majority goes along with your beliefs um, of what is good, right, and proper, and legal, of course, uh, then vote for that person. But if there's one issue uh, that you don't agree on, then uh, then uh, the advice was um, to think twice about voting for someone whose uh, campaign was very negative and uh, uh, the main issues in that campaign were against your belief. Uh, so that's that's how it was being presented by. Uh, uh, in the last election, anyway, uh, presidential. And I think most Hispanics, even though there's a lot of publicity about uh, Span Span Hispanics along the border with Mexico, that they uh, have elected and will be electing uh, Republicans now uh, for the first time. I think the majority are still Democrats. Uh, they certainly are in my church. Yeah. So... But there is a core uh, of uh, believers uh, in uh, in the uh, extreme uh, uh, position that uh, if you're pregnant from the from the moment of conception, that uh, doing away with uh, with the fetus is murder. <clears throat> Amazing. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting election. Uh, we have a lot more to talk about. I, I feel like we can do a couple of hours on Beto O'Rourke and, and Abbott and that race. It's, uh, you know, but uh, anyway, we're, uh, just uh, amazing, Doc. Uh, any final thought? Well, it just amazes me that, uh, that Abbott is really a, a, a two-issue candidate, immigration and inflation. And he won't talk much, if at all, about any of the other issues. Whereas Beto is going around talking about all of them, and in a very clear way to the to the voters, uh, and I think personally that this is uh, this is the way any candidate should behave. And uh, so I say more power to him as he goes around from little town to little town, and stands among the people, and and I'm just hoping that nobody takes a shot at him, because everybody has guns. Yep. <laughs> God forbid. Yeah. So, yeah. He could do it. He's in striking distance. 
that old walk is in striking distance. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, anyway, uh, Doc, thank you very much. And to uh, everyone out there, we thank you for, for choosing us. We know you have a lot of other choices, many other choices, millions and millions of other choices. And, and uh, we certainly appreciate you tuning in to, uh, to us. Uh, Better All Walk slash uh, Greg Abbott. That race is in our subject today. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on the Florence Weinberg Show.